Hi everybody, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Did I do it sassy? And yeah, you did. This episode is called As Night Fell. Another vague, vague <laughs> title that could apply to literally any Dateline episode ever. This episode aired on June 23rd, 2017. It is season 25, episode 38, hosted by Josh Mankiewicz. So this episode is about Conrad and Heidi. Heidi is spelled with a Y at the end. Did that upset you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how how upset were you about that? At least an 8. Wow. At least an 8. Why? I don't know. I just couldn't... I mean, it was not her choosing, obviously. It was her parents' choosing. But I did just feel like possibly this whole situation could have been avoided if they spelled her name normally. (laughs) Is that wrong? (laughs) Yeah, that's wrong. Just felt like everything her whole life, this just could have been different. She never would have married Conrad. Well, I wanted there to be a reason for it. I wanted, because she had so many siblings, I wanted to find out that they all ended in Y. Right. You know, that everybody in the family had, it was a Katie and a whatever with Ys in it. And instead, it's just as this random Y. She said the mom said she was very shy when she was a kid. So oh, we'll Heidi seemed that. appropriate. I have a whole thing. Which is really weird because you don't name a child when they are a child. You name them when they are a baby. And um, I don't know many shy babies. And also, she is never ever again described as shy. No. It is the least of what she's described as. So yes. it was a really weird one-off from the mom. And it's the first thing out of the gate. She describes her as a shy baby. So Heidi seems suitable. What do we know about the name Heidi? What do you think of when you think Heidi? She lived on the mountain with her grandpa. Exactly. So Heidi was an orphan. And Heidi moves to the mountain after her parents die to take care of her curmudgeon grandpa. And Heidi is this ball of light from the village that's super happy and goes around solving problems and helping goats and whatnot. So Heidi not at all shy. shy. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I see. So do you, do you want to go into the fact dads? that there are eight children? Yeah, because I was sure they were Mormon. But so was I. The, somebody said that Dateline producer online said they weren't Mormon. I looked it up. I looked everywhere. I was trying to find out if her or Conrad, either one was Mormon because Utah means Mormon. Yeah. Also, eight children generally means Mormon. I feel like the combination of eight children and Provo, Utah. Yeah. Mean Mormon. Also, a lot of the women's hairstyles, like the girls that wore their hair pulled to the side, very prim and proper. What's the mom's name? Janet. Janet. There we go. Did you notice that Janet had identical hair to... Madeline Mrs. Kahn. White and Clue, yes. <laughs> Just making sure, making sure we're on the same page. I was she like, was 100% flames, flames on the side of my face. Yes. Breaths. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I don't think she knew that she had that same hair. Yeah, I think she had gotten a fresh haircut for Dateline. I think this was Dateline mm. style. I think that she went to a hairdresser and was like, I'm going to be on Dateline. We need to re-up. And then the hairdresser said, do you like Clue? And she thought she meant like it was something else, like a TV show or a book or like, (laughs) do I like Clues? Yeah, I like Clues. I'd like to know who solved the murder of my daughter. Do you have a clue about that? And then there was a big misunderstanding. (laughs) The clue is your hair. (laughs) That's the clue. (laughs) Okay, do you want to... Okay, that was a big detour. Do you want to go into our recap so conrad and heidi with a y heidi would walk into a room and she was ready for that good time i got really excited there i thought we were gonna get a walked into the room and lit it up with her smile and we did not and so i'd like to ask people to refrain from saying walked into a room unless they're gonna say she lit up the room with her smile because you're giving me false hope so conrad and heidi met at work they worked with chemical and hazardous materials, which is super sexy and romantic. I don't, I don't know. What did they I do? Very, I don't know. They just worked with it. And they showed this super high-tech hydraulic. Did you see it? The little chamber yeah. thing going into? That was crazy. And they had to wear hard hats. Yeah. And hers said, it's all about me. Deal with it. So she was sassy. Let me put it this way. If you and I met for the first time and you were wearing a hard hat wearing that, I wouldn't. We're right. not going to be But Conrad friends. saw it and was like, I want to marry that girl. 
because she's spunky. So maybe that's how you get men, just ultra confidence. I would think that says total high maintenance. Don't marry me. Red flags all over the place. (laughs) Black flags. I should just have a red flag on my hard hat. That's good. I love my dog too much? Question mark. (laughs) That was what mine would say, yes. So they uh, fall in love. They love guns together and they love having fun together. And with guns. They got, with guns. And they got married. And three years later, she was dead. One night, they are drinking and arguing in their house. Heidi locks herself in the bathroom to take a bath, which is apparently what she does when she gets mad. And Conrad picked the lock to go in to apologize, which is a totally normal thing to do. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. He goes to the kitchen and he hears a pop. He looks up and she's coming out of the bathroom naked and bleeding from her face. And then she falls down. He calls 911. He's crying. He doesn't know what happened. He thought maybe a stray bullet came through the window. But when the cops come, the window is totally intact. The cops find a gun on the floor in the kitchen, but it's pretty far away from the body. Conrad is kind of acting crazy. He's moving around. He's kind of almost keeping paramedics away from her, but then he's threatening them. He's like, if you don't hurry up, if you don't save her, I'm going to kill you. You're going to effing die if you don't save my wife. But it doesn't work. She does die at the hospital. So the medical examiner says that the manner of death can't be determined. Her family says she would never commit suicide, but that only leaves homicide. Right. They can't figure it out. This guy, Detective Wallace, lays out the whole house. He measures it all. He feels like there's no way that she could have traveled that far with a gunshot wound to her head. She would have had to walk like 12 feet with a gunshot wound to her head before she fell down. Because she fell like her head right at the top of the stairs, right? Sort of facing down, flat down, head by the stairs. Okay. Yes, naked. So the prosecutor, Prosecutor Johnson, knows that he can't charge Conrad with an undetermined cause of death. So the guy who lays out the house, Wallace, and Johnson, the prosecutor, they do this PowerPoint presentation to the medical examiner to get him to change the manner of death. And he does. He changed the manner of death to homicide. So they go to trial. Conrad is convicted of murder. In prison, he changed his mind and decides that she probably did commit suicide. Because he's now in prison. Sometimes when she drank, she got sad. Not all the time. Just sometimes when she drank. She was upset that she never knew the identity of her father. As Conrad said, it bugged her tremendously. Did it bug her? Or was it like tremendously upsetting? Yeah. Like she didn't... Because you can't be bugged tremendously. Is Conrad your favorite person? Conrad, I could write a book on Conrad. Okay. I want to just hang out. I want to pick his brain. It's very small, but I want to pick it. He hires new attorneys because he really thinks something. It's He knows he didn't do it. Or as he says, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He can't get, he can't get through that sentence without stopping. I didn't. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he can't. I didn't notice that. That's funny. It, it's it's not a clear through way. He he breaks it up. It's like he he even stops himself halfway through. I didn't I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So his family gets him new attorneys. Yeah. Mark Moffat and Anne Calafero. Yeah. I think it is. Calafero. So Conrad. Yeah. Okay, Conrad's sister Colette is so Conrad and Colette. Uh, are sure they're both blonde and is sure that he's innocent and she keeps thinking there's something not right about the state's diagrams of the house the way the layout is and where the body was so she tells the new attorneys and this is after that first trial already happened these new attorneys go to the house and they start to measure the house according to the diagram and it's all wrong apparently if it was like 139 inches it got entered as 13.9 feet on the diagram. All of the measurements of the house are totally wrong. Right. And that part of their big case was that she couldn't have traveled all that way before she fell down with a gunshot wound in her head. But the way they lay it out is she shot herself in the hallway outside the bathroom and then fell right there, which is what the ME says would have happened. Yeah. So it all makes perfect sense. Then they find out that there was gunshot residue swabs taken, but they were never tested for the first trial. 
which is really weird. Can't deal with that. No. Conrad's hands were negative for gunshot residue, but he was allowed to wash his hands. Like, the cops let him wash his hands. And I don't know if that was before or after. He said after. But we find out later that he had said, please, test my hands, test my hands. There's no gunshot residue. Test my hands. I didn't shoot anybody. Why would he say that so vehemently if he hadn't already washed his hands before they came? Oh, so you think possibly... Or who would think... In that scenario, I think he washed his hands before. Then you think he shot her, washed them at the house, then went over and touched her and got all bloody. Yes. Okay. Why else would he bring up wash test my hands for gunshot residue? Because he watches they watch those shows. You think because they watch Dateline all the time? They watch all those shows. They were watching Dexter earlier that night. That's true. That 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 does make sense. I think they watch okay, a lot so of those all... kind of cop shows, and GSR is always brought up, right? Yes. So they test her hands and she does have gunshot residue on her right hand and she's right handed. And it was also a contact wound to the temple. Like the gun was held up to To the right temple. Yeah. To the right temple to her skin. These new attorneys talk to the medical examiner and he changes the manner of death back to undetermined. This guy just goes whichever way the wind blows. Will you take me out to lunch and talk to me about it? Because if you will, then I will change the manner of death for you. It is. It's like you go to will Red you Robin, be my buy friend? me a burger. Undetermined. Then I change it. Undetermined. Oh, you'll buy me a shake? It's homicide again. <laughs> uh, so Conrad has already been in jail for three years, though. However, the deputy district attorney, Tim Taylor, the tool man, Tim Taylor, that was kind of funny. decides to retry Conrad, even with an undetermined cause of death. So in the trial, they focus on all of his inconsistencies inconsistencies in his stories and like his threats to the paramedics that she wouldn't commit suicide. The medical examiner goes on the stand and says he has no opinions on anything. Right. You'd ask him if the sky was blue and he'd be like, what do you think? So the contact wound is consistent apparently with self-inflicted. With homicide, it's rarely contact wound. But I think in the mafia, it's probably always contact wound. Don't they hold the gun right up to the person's head when they kill them? Is that a movie thing? I was going to say, is I feel like gang-related shootings. Yeah, I totally think. They want you to feel that gun against your head. But maybe they want you to know it's coming. So maybe that's a threatening thing that people hold it up against your head, but they don't actually ever pull it. So maybe that's good to know if the gun's ever being held against your head, you can think to yourself. You're fine. (laughs) It's not going to actually happen. Chances are I'm going to be okay. Chances are I'm going to walk away with just a bruise where the gun was held up. (laughs) MPTSD. But I won't be dead. So the jury deliberates and the reveal comes when Josh Mankiewicz asks, Conrad, hold up your hands. Now, we should mention he's been in this thermal white shirt this whole time, which could totally be a prison thermal. With a faux brick background. It totally looked like he was in prison. That was really unfair. But no, he's not in prison. He holds up his hands. They are not handcuffed. He has just chosen to wear a flannel on Dateline. Thermal. But thermal. Thermal. But just perhaps the producers put him in that thermal to trick they us. They did. They're so on to us. And us, I mean and us And we are on to them. You and me. Yes. Yeah. But also uh, everyone on Twitter because they are like, I bet it's a fake thermal and he's not really in prison. Or some people were like, nope, that's a prison thermal. I'd know it anywhere. Really? So Who said that? Several people. Who would know it anywhere? Like, imp- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know their lives on Twitter. <laughs> so they're really just going to have to switch to completely like chin up interviews because we are so analyzing every bit of these people's outfits and background it's just going to be have to be a floating head no they in like it's a a dateline uniform they have to wear the same thing if you go on dateline you're in a black turtleneck male or female that's it i like that it's like when the future comes and we all wear matching that's exactly right dateline's gonna start that okay okay so why a black turtleneck because okay. it's artistic. Because it looks good on everyone. Because it's artistic. Because they should be going on the actor's right, studio. Right. And we're going to be able to tell a lot about people by how they accessorize their black turtleneck. <laughs> Whether, and then there should be an optional beret. <laughs> but then we will be we will be judging if there's a beret, how worn it is, if it belongs to the right. prison. Okay. And if they're wearing jewelry. Then no accessories. If it's their jewelry. Just... Or if they borrowed it from like a guard. Can I wear that ring of yours? Well, then so do you think just like a black tunic? 
That's why I think just a floating head. I feel like that's really distracting. Like a mombi head? Like return to Oz? I don't know what that means. Queen Mombi? She has all the heads and she switches out her head every day. She collects heads. No, no I do. No, I, don't, I do not know what you speak of. What is That's it? a thing. Okay. It's a thing, but I feel okay. like a floating head is like the Cheshire Cat. How about that? Yes, that's sort of what I was that's picturing. not acceptable. Keep, all right. More like the Cheshire Cat. Please tweet us and so, let us know if you'd rather see a floating head or a black turtleneck. The jury, the jury thinks that he is probably guilty, that he did it. They just couldn't find him guilty because there's too much reasonable doubt. But they pretty much think that he got away with murder. And now he is living his life. He has his whole life ahead of him. He's out on the prowl, I think, looking for his next wife, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's the impression I got. So things I would like to discuss that were, I feel like, brushed over. Yeah. Blood spatter. They never talk about blood spatter. They don't. The blood is all over his arms and his face. Was he kissing her head? I think he was kissing her. Like, I love he you. He must have been just up in yeah. there nuzzling. They said he gave her CPR. Right. That's what they said. They said he gave her CPR. Uh, where was the gunshot wound? In her right temple? temple. So I don't right. understand because I feel like we don't know enough about guns or bullets or what happens. I feel like if you get shot in the head, your head explodes. But I feel like yeah. maybe that's not correct. Especially if the gun is up against your head. But maybe. I would definitely think your eye would be gone. That's so maybe a gun true. up close, it's kind of muffled almost by the bone and the skin in your head but there was no blood sweat where was the blood sweater was it on the walls in the hallway they didn't show or us in the bathroom they, they no, didn't the show bathroom us. had no blood that was important the bathroom so had was, no blood so it was in the hallway then it had to have been Probably. we see a bloody like handprint on i think it's the bathroom door they show it in that 90 when they do that powerpoint presentation do you remember what i'm talking about the investigators are trying to get the medical examiner to switch from undetermined to homicide the first time. They do a 90-minute PowerPoint presentation, mm-hmm. and they show it really quick. I paused on all of those. so Oh, good. I was hoping I you did. would. I was too lazy. So too. some of those pictures, they don't show any pictures of blood spatter. It's weird, but they don't show the walls behind at all. You don't see it. They don't show it. Well, I want to know where it was. But it was definitely all over him. But on his arms, too. Like, was he cradling her yes. face with his yes. arms? I think he was cradling her body. They said that when they walked, the paramedics walked in, he was holding her and shrieking. And basically, by the way, being the opposite of Lars in the last episode. Can I just point that out real quick? Oh, she's dead. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Lars's reaction. Damn it. And Conrad is flying off the rails and threatening people and losing yes. his mind okay okay so i i just really hated everyone in this episode you did? could be the state of mind that i'm in could be. <laughs> it could be that i'm at my parents house could be and that just puts me in a mood but <laughs> i didn't there's so many people that i didn't like first of all conrad oozes douchebaggery he winked in court did you see the wink i saw the wink people have got to stop winking in court it's really inappropriate never it's never, it's okay. never okay. Even if you're just doing it to your mom, that's to make her feel better. That no, doesn't make her feel better. Don't do that. No. He said he, maybe when they're talking about maybe she committed suicide, he says maybe he upset her by being inattentive when he drank. So you think that she, you were just like kind of like playing your Xbox and not paying attention to her and she went and shot herself because of that? I just, I can't with him. And then... <gasps> We have Sandy Sanchez, the friend who just really annoyed me for no reason. What, Sandy Sanchez was fine. You're being crabby. No, she really was annoying. And she said, I considered her my best friend. And I really felt like Heidi did not consider her her best you friend. You always say that. You say that every single time we have a best friend. <laughs> you always say either that the best friend was in love with the girl. Or that the other one, or that one of them liked them more than the other. I think this is a personal issue that you have that we're not going to talk about because I consider myself your best friend. And I don't want to be on Dateline someday. And then to be like, Katie thought Kimberly was her best friend. She was wrong. Kimberly's best friend was actually five people Katie's never met. (laughs) And her dog. Well, the dog might be true. The dog might be true. But anyways, I don't like it that you never like the best friend. But go ahead. 
I, it was just Sandy. I did not like Sandy. And there was really no basis for I it. did. Her sis, okay, fine. Heidi's sister, Autumn. I really didn't like her. <laughs> Autumn was also fine. She smiled when she said everything. She was like smiling, saying she wouldn't have been careless enough to shoot herself. And then she wouldn't kill herself because it was, in her words, dumb. That's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And then she fainted in the courtroom. <laughs> it felt like she was trying to make it all about oh, her. Oh, you are such, you're terrible. I thought that Autumn was very genuine and was very nervous to be on camera. And I think you are taking these well, traits and making them like that consistent <laughs> smiling. She's trying to like, eh, my sister died. We don't know if she killed herself. I mean, she could be nervous. I'll, okay. okay. I'll give Autumn a pass. Good. Sandy, not so okay, much. Sandy, I, there were no problems with Sandy. Did you catch the quote, though, that Sandy gave us that uh, Heidi had said? Oh, yes. That was a good one. It's what's what will kill you faster. It's, everything is dangerous. It's just what will kill you the quickest. Yeah. That's kind of a dark. Yeah. But she was trying to be badass. She worked with chemicals. Yeah. Heidi was Perhaps not shot. chemicals all seeped into their brains. That That's a good alternative theory, actually. Someone on Twitter said it. I stole it. So <laughs> what did you think of his sister, Colette? I also had no problems with Colette. I did. <laughs> I'm amazed that you had problems with all the women and the men in this episode were, I had some problems. Oh no, they're getting, they're not getting off scot-free. Trust me. I've not, no. So what's your issue with Colette? Colette is trying to defend her brother who may or may not be a douche. Uh, is is a a douche. So she says, I was giggling and crying at the same time. It was weird. That upset you? Yeah. Okay. Cause that's not weird. That's called crying when you're happy because your brother was found innocent of murder, even though he did it. Okay, let's get to Sergeant Bill Crook. This is a great name for a cop. I thought that was great. Crook. Yeah, Officer Crook. Is he slow? Was he Conrad's brother? Did you not notice that they looked a little bit alike? I can see that now that you Mm -hmm. say it. It's the first thing I noticed. You you noticed that before you noticed that he could not keep his eyes open at the same time because he was either so tired... Or on medication. Do you think that maybe he just has sexy eyes? Is that like a sexy thing when your eyes are half open? No. In some circles, I think that's called a sexy eye. I did feel like he was giving us poor man's Patrick Swayze. A little bit. Like the poorest, poorest man's Patrick Swayze. You must be grumpy because I feel like on a normal day you might be. He had pillowy lips, which is something that you're into. and I, I am? There have been several cops now that you've been like the one with the bubbly lips. Or oh, I did say whatever. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had he had poofy lips and a sexy eye. I'm I'm surprised that you are not more fond of Officer. No, Kirk. because he sounded dumb. He said, <laughs> "Oh man, there's something going on here." He sounded like Lars from last week, and he think, was the cop. I think you're just still reeling from Lars. You just can't. Yeah, Lars threw me for a real loop. Did you think when Josh was asking Heidi's mom if not knowing who her father was made her depressed, it was an awkward conversation? Yeah. Because he's basically insinuating. I mean, I felt like he wanted to say, do you know who the father is? I feel like he might have said that and they cut it out. She, <laughs> But if it was awkward, she was making it awkward because she was not happy with that question. No, 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 no that had nothing know. to do with it. no. Yeah. No, that had nothing to... No. Yeah, also, she's very defensive. But doesn't it make it... Who is Heidi's father? That you wouldn't even know their identity? What's wrong with him? Is he a murderer? Right. Well, I don't know. And how far off is she in age to her closest sibling? Is Do they have the same father? Is there... Oh. I, I want to know who the fathers are for all the other ones. That's right, because there's seven siblings. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a story there. There's a story with that family. That's... What I felt like we were not getting into. And I Two hour episode. Know what was what was she hiding under that wig? Secrets. <laughs> Two hour episode would have told us, would have answered some of For those sure. secrets. For sure. So then Liz, can we talk about Sergeant Wallace, the one who made the measurements? Yeah. Or as he says, the measurements. Yeah, I couldn't deal with measurements. I You know I had to stop going to that class in college because the teacher said <laughs> measurements 
and neurons instead of neurons. No, where are they from? I Who's stopped. doing that? I don't know. I never found out because I stopped going to class. I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. I never went again. I think I dropped the class. Was that your reasoning? Did you go to the counseling yeah. office and say, I have to drop this? I, I literally can't sit through this This neurons. It's neurons. What? It's major measurements? No. It's not a measurement. But Wallace refused to admit that there was anything, that it wasn't a big deal. He said the numbers were transposed wrong. Which I see, because I guarantee you there's some sort of program that does that little thing. And so they're just punching in numbers. But still... He says it's not that significant. There's a big difference between 139 inches and 13.9 feet. Yeah, it it was significant. There was a man in jail and then he wasn't in jail because of your measurements. So that's a big deal. And if he was not fired, I don't think he was fired or anyone from his department. So I don't even think he felt bad. No, he didn't feel bad at all. And no one found out until the second trial and the gunshot residue until the second trial. This is like making a murderer Manitow County realness going on in this police department. In Provo? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to make one last comment about people on Twitter saying that their bathroom was disgusting because they kept doing close-up shots with mildew in the grout. I don't think that that was their bathroom. I think those that was stock footage that Dateline used or took of another bathroom. I think so, that was their bathroom. Josh went to the house. That was I do their not, bathroom. But th- that was after, like, other people were living there. I did not notice that the bathroom was nasty. Well, several people on Dateline, on Twitter, I mean, noticed it, and I felt like, a little defensive. Yeah, Conrad might be a murderer, but that doesn't mean he keeps his bathroom gross. We don't know. <laughs> I felt like that. I've seen that footage of bathrooms before on Dateline. I felt like I've seen that tub on other episodes of Dateline. Oh, the they tub? They probably have standard tub footage. Did they show the em- an empty tub or a full tub? They showed a f- tub with water running, and then they showed the faucet handle with the water running. I remember. And the grout behind it was kind of yeah. gross. Okay. But I've seen that footage many times before. In every episode when someone takes a bath, they might have used it when that woman was in her marshmallowy robe when she was taking a bath at 8 a.m. because that's what rich women do in the South, in Charleston. This was a sad... Um... I don't want to say dichotomy is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Comparison. Yeah, between two baths, one gone terribly wrong. and Very, one... very different baths. Yes, very, th- yes. So different. Do you want me to get into what I saw when I paused the tape? What I found out when I paused the PowerPoint? Yeah, go for it. So something about the tub, going right along with the tub. The tub had water in it, no soap, no bubbles, still water. Who takes a bath... When you take a bath, you turn on the water, you add the gel or whatever, bath fizz, and then you turn it off. You don't get into a full tub of just blank water. I don't take baths, so I don't know. There was. I think sometimes they do. I've seen it on TV. Look, the cops had it in their nose that there was still water in the tub, no soap in the water, and no water on the floor. Heidi never got in the tub. Mm, so she ran a bath. She ran a bath didn't get with no into soap. The bath. Right. The other thing was that there were two guns out, which we never get into, not in cupboards or drawers. They were out in the apartment. And then also, Conrad called Heidi for one minute and 34 seconds. It was the last call that, that Heidi received and that Conrad made on their cell phones. And... Heidi's phone was found in the master bedroom on the bed. So I think that Heidi got mad and went into the master bedroom first. Conrad called and was like, open the door, open the door. And she's like, I'm not opening the door. Slammed down the phone. So I don't know when she went into the bathroom, but something happened. What time was that phone call? Later in the night, they were both home. Hmm. Does that seem weird? Also, I don't know. There were just some things that I feel like were not not very well explained. It doesn't make a lot... I guess None should, of it makes sense. But yeah, I guess we should just get into it. Do you think Conrad did it or do you think Heidi committed suicide? Or do you think it was someone else? I think it was either an accident or they were struggling in some sort of violent fight and the gun went off. With her naked? Well, because well, I, I think someone on Twitter here, let me, Marsha Husband on Twitter said that she was naked and drunk and threatened to kill herself just to end the fight. 
was like, I'm just going to do it, you know, and held up the gun. And he was trying to wrestle it away and it went off. Oh, yeah. Because that would kind of explain why she had the gunshot residue and why she was naked. Because I don't think women, most women would kill themselves naked. I really don't. I think so it was... I think it was an accident. She was being dumb and drunk and starting a fight. They were fighting. Yeah. Or he was kind of, they were struggling. I think they both probably hit each other when they got drunk and fought. Because they were both spunky and drunk. And I think they were like getting at it with each other physically. I wish we could have talked about that. First of all, that he, we don't know his blood alcohol content. I, I don't feel like they ever tested it. Hers was 0. 0.7, 0.07. I don't know what that means. I don't know how drunk you are. That's I, not that drunk, I don't think. Yeah. So did she have pills in her system? Would there be something that would make her know. act crazier than normal to hold up a gun and then have it actually? Well, she works at off? a chemical factory. <laughs> Maybe some chemicals from the factory seeped into her brain. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, I I don't know what happened. I don't think that she necessarily committed suicide. I think more likely it was an accident or part of a... But still, even if it was part of a struggle, I don't think he probably meant to shoot her in the head. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he did shoot her in the head. I don't think he put the gun to her head and shot her. I don't think he did this. I don't think so. I think it's more that he caused her to do it on accident. I think it's more that theory, what you said. Yeah, you don't see him at all holding the gun up to her head. Yeah, maybe. Just being like being like gangster, something stupid, and then it goes off, and then he shot his wife. That's possible. Like a big dummy. Okay, maybe. He's really dumb. Okay, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was something interesting that the cops, I really feel like, I do feel like they did not do a good job in this case because forget the measurements besides that it was stupid little detail that they said that they had they had gone out that afternoon and come back and started drinking jack daniels and dateline very clearly states and shows the bottle of maker's mark that they were drinking the cops in their record couldn't even get the brand of whiskey right you know what i'm saying that's not it doesn't matter, but it's just they're not paying attention, I feel like. It's the same thing with the measurements. They're just not paying attention. They're just not doing a good job. I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. I agree. I could see that. So you don't have any MVPs because everyone was a loser. I have no MVPs, and my loser was Conrad and Wallace, <laughs> the guy who made the measurements. But really, everyone was a loser in my book because I was very grumpy and very tired when I watched this episode. Okay. That's what will do it. If you watch an episode on four hours of sleep after being awake for like 24 hours after that, you really will hate everyone. That makes sense. I even got a little cranky with Mank, and I love Mank. <gasps> I would never get cranky with Mank, but I was so tired. Wow. It really put a cloud over this uh an air of suspicion. I thought all of them did it. What? Even Mank? He could have been involved. <laughs> I think the well was drying up of good, of good cases. And so he set this all up, this mystery, so also, that he could get some good interviews and wear his pocket squares. We also or can't. His hankies. We can't have a husband shooting a wife in the house next week. I'm just going to put that out there. We cannot have yeah. that. No, It's th- been a lot, a lot of that happening. Third strike and you're out. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did we did have a woman shoot her husband or shoot her boyfriend a few weeks before that. So yeah. they, they like to break it up a little. I guess. What did you think of Mark Moffat's uh, outfit and hair? What, the glasses. You mean specifically. glasses. Specifically yeah. his glasses. So Mark yeah. Moffat had one of my favorite Dateline moments in the entire thing with his sassy glasses. I liked his glasses. He made a choice. He lives in Utah. Yeah. He went yeah. for it. I thought he was yeah. dapper and... Good job. I thought he was. I wrote, he is dapper as F. Because Mank and Moffat in the apartment together, they look like they could be buds. I bet they went out for drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. I bet they went to a wine bar or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, but the best Dateline shot, I thought. But did you see Mark Moffat? They have him at his desk in his law office and he pulls out the measuring tape and puts yes. it back. <laughs> yes. And then. The Dateline producer tweeted that that was the same measuring tape he used when he went to the house. In case we were like, 
Why is he pulling out a measuring tape? Because it was was the exact same one. Dateline, that was really contrived. And if you wanted to show footage, then show him actually measuring something at the apartment. Right. Don't show him sitting at the the desk contemplating the the measurement. Maybe he was looking to make sure it was an accurate and it wasn't some sort of trickster's measuring tape. (laughs) Like playing cards that a magician has that have eight aces in them. And he was like, is this a real measuring tape? Yes, it is. There were a few other alternative theories that I think I could bring up that were from Twitter. Okay. So I told you about Marsha's husband. I thought she had the most legitimate one. Yeah. You're a lamb, says the medical examiner did it. He That's was a good theory. the whole thing. Yeah. It explains why he was flip. He was a flip-flopper. <laughs> Just whatever. S- Steph Jar says, if Conrad didn't do it, I know who did. And he posted a picture of Ken from last week with the hair straight up to the ceiling. Adam Swiderski says, does anyone know where Kara from a few weeks ago was at the time of Heidi's death? Wait, who was Kara? The one who shot her boyfriend in the dark because she didn't recognize his. Oh, no, it wasn't the silhouette episode. She sent him away. Oh yeah, that's she, right. Remember, that's right. she sent. They got mad, and she sent him away. But then he came back. Yeah. And she thought she was going to be raped, and then she <laughs> shot him, and said she didn't know who it was. I forgot. Yeah, that's good. Adam Swiderski, nice callback. Yes. Good job. Um, and then I started thinking: Is there any other possibilities? Was Colette in love with her brother? And wanted to get in the way and then somehow did it and then fled and Conrad was covering for her. Or is does anyone they know, is anyone Gumby and able to climb out of the bathroom window? Or and do they know anyone? Because the bathroom window was closed. Or is anyone able to um, contract themselves and swim down a drain? Like <laughs> maybe, I don't know if Aquaman can do that. But like, so there had to. So there had to be someone else there so you're if going it wasn't with supernatural Conrad. and or magical being yeah or like a ghost of some sort because if it's not conrad which i don't not think it is then there has to be another explanation or not and her. he would know if someone else was there and they did it then he's covering for them who would he oh. cover for i don't know his sister what about Colette. Sanchez? Why are you going for the sister being in love with him? Why can't it be Sandy Sanchez? Because I'd, Conrad would never cover for her. Are you going for incest because it's Utah and you're thinking of polygamy? No. No. I'm going more for um, how exquisite of a couple she thought they were. But she did say when she met Heidi, how did my brother land this girl? Which is a total sister thing to say. So may, I don't know. Maybe she's not attracted to him. But I just... <laughs> But if someone in their family has the ability to, to liquefy themselves and go down a drain, that would make the most sense to me at this point. What about the money? I don't know anything about money. It's a $1 million insurance policy. Does that change your mind on her life? I'm On her life. But were they in debt? They had a dirty bathroom. They did have a dirty bathroom. But that house was very cute. Was there another girl anywhere? Good question. Was he having an affair with Sandy? Yeah. Sandy was like single white female, wanted to be with like exactly like Heidi. So she went with Conrad. No, none of this really makes sense. None of that I, makes I got sense. nothing I feel here. like I feel like a million dollars makes sense for Conrad to have done it. So you but you said you didn't think he did it. Well, I'm being playing devil's advocate. That would mean that he did it. A million dollars. But then he would have had to hold the gun up to her skin and she would have had to pull the trigger and have the gunshot residue on her. Although I think if someone pointed out on Twitter, if he was holding the gun up to her head and she was trying to push the gun away, she might get gunshot residue on her from just trying to push the gun away when it went off. Also, wasn't she stumbling and touching her face and stuff? Would that be a way to transfer gunshot residue from a gunshot wound? That's my question. I don't know. That's don't a good question. Either. We need to it's find a good, out. That's a good question. We need to find so out we, more. I don't think she. I don't think he did it. I don't think. He did I am it. not sure he didn't do it, but I don't think she committed suicide over not knowing her who her dad was. I think she was maybe being very careless with the gun. I think her sister was a little wrong, and when her sister said she would never be that careless, 
I think it seems very clear that they were pretty careless with their guns if they were just lying around. There were two out, which I also thought that maybe they were doing that thing where they each pointed at their head across the room from each other and they're like, you do it. No, you do it. Like something stupid, like a stupid thing. Also, how old are these people? They were young. They were in their 20s. (sighs) Yeah, I, I don't even lame so do you think it was like russian roulette or like a dare no i don't or know like a just why a were, fight where they're why both were like... two guns out yeah exactly i think it was a fight and they both like got guns out but why is she naked because she's not intending to kill herself but i would never fight naked i would never i feel like that's the most vulnerable position to be in just naked yelling at your fully clothed boyfriend who's making a sandwich with a gun if you're confident in your body, which I am not, but I've heard from other women, then being naked, like that episode of Sherlock, being naked is like actually a power move. I do not get that feeling from her. No, I, I didn't. But from someone else, I could see it. And he, so he calls her when she's in the bedroom and doesn't want to talk. I guess. And then he follows her into the bathroom, like forces himself into the bathroom when she doesn't want to talk. Yeah. That's aggressive behavior. It is. I think he's a really bad drunk because we know he's aggressive because we know he threatened to kill the paramedics unless they saved her life. That's true. Mm-hmm. I will kill you. I will kill your whole family is what he said to the paramedics. That's what D- Officer Crook said. It was really yes. bad. So I think it's possible that he pushed a gun in her face. They were fighting and then it went off. I totally think it's possible. Let's talk about titles. Okay. I don't have very many besides... The Naked Truth. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or alternately, this is what happens when you spell Heidi with a Y. <laughs> I think that's the best one. Yeah. I had actually that Naked Suicide is a great band name because Ooh. you had the Naked Truth, but I had Naked Suicide as only as a good band name for like a hard metal band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Okay. Then all of mine are very actual titles that would have been better. I had The Measure of a Man. Or the measure oh, of I a love murderer. It. Yeah, I lo- I'll love that. And then I had the measure of yeah, it's good. And then I had undetermined would be a good one because the guy kept flip flopping mm. for the medical. Then I had the quickest kill from that quote that Sandy told us about whatever kills you the quickest. Yeah. Mm. And then I wondered if anybody had ever used the pun "you talk into me." I'm sorry. What? Oh, you talk into me. Because it's in Utah? Because it's in Utah. Utah-kin to me. You talking to me? Would you you like to edit this whole part out? Nope. I'm going to leave that in because I feel like it goes with what we think may have happened that um, Conrad went a little taxi driver. Utah-kin to me? Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't. Oh, my God. Is that your OMG moment? Yeah. There it goes. That was my OMG moment was Katie's title. The worst pun I've ever. It heard. wasn't a title, and it I've heard some a, bad. It was ones. an observation that maybe Josh Mankiewicz could have used that in his in his verbiage. Yeah, okay. he could have. Next time, what should we go to Twitter? I would love. I want to know what Twitter said. Yes, I wait this entire thing for it. Okay, Twitter, Joshua Pittman. This was the most self-aware episode of Dateline I've ever seen. This one was for real date heads. <gasps> Do we like the term date heads? Like deadheads. I'm okay with it. Do, it's good, right? It's not bad. It's I'm I'm good with it. Date Do heads. we think we could think of something better? I think I'm gonna try now. Okay, let's try. This is the goal, people. What else would you do? You'd have to do something like dataholics or date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dataholics. Datanators. Date lackeys. Mm, I don't like that. All right, we'll date. think. Also, don't we know. don't we don't have to one up him. He did a good job. No, it's good. I like date heads. Yeah. Um, it is very self-aware too. He's totally right. Josh, like, yeah. Josh talks breaks the fourth wall a bunch. Is yes. he's like basically trying a new thing? I felt like where he's talking to his fans. I feel like he can't keep doing it though because it will be too much. This episode, I feel like they let him do it. He was like, "I got something new, guys. I want to try this thing." But I do think he's going to keep doing it every episode that he hosts. But then he'll have a meme like Keith. Keith leans every episode and Keith always says the same types of things. He always asks those provocative questions. So maybe Mm -hmm. this is Josh Mankiewicz's way to be Keith. They do have, I think, a good natured rivalry, or at least I've created one in my head. They do. 
In my well, it's also in mine, so they must have one. It must be real. Yeah. Sneed on Twitter says, "I don't know. Conrad's eyes are too far apart for him not to be the killer." <laughs> Which I feel like is as just a scientific effect as the state's measurements. Also, Billy Crook had, or whatever his name was, Officer Crook, had very far apart eyes. And they were so sleepy. And his last name is Crook. Yeah. He could Uh, be the killer. Oh, for sure. But I felt like he was too good-natured and too Patrick Swayze-like. Yeah, he was. He was very, also very relaxed. Too relaxed. Which goes with your stone theory. (laughs) Very sedated during that interview. Square Bear says, prison thermal, you the real MVP. Liked that. That is totally uh, true. Jim Manny, Conrad Truman, more like Conrad Lyman. Am I right? No. Yes. You need to, no, Jim. Yes. Yes. No, Jim, yes. you need to stop with that. I wish I had thought of it. I'm so upset. Damn. George, Al- I know. George Albert, it may not work out for Heidi's sister, Judgy McJudgerson. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. Why was she judgy? Who was she judging? She said she would never be that careless to shoot herself and that it was just, in Heidi's words, it was just plain dumb to kill yourself. Super judgy. Okay. Okay, let's see. Sharon Champagne says, if my house was that immaculate and if I felt comfortable naked, I'd never commit suicide. I'd be so proud. Oh, wow. Oh, Sharon Champagne. I know, Sharon. Taggy Angel says, Conrad is giving me Steve Buscemi realness. Now, he is the second person to mention a Steve Buscemi resemblance. Did you see it? I think it was because of the thermal, right? Because doesn't Steve Buscemi, doesn't his character in Fargo wear a white thermal? Oh, that's possible. I think it's the thermal that they're referring to. I could be wrong, but I feel like in one of Steve Buscemi's movies, he's in a white thermal. I know, but he's the second person. Someone said he was like he was like a mix between Justin Kirk, who I think is that guy from Weeds, and Steve Buscemi, which I felt was really, really specific. That's really specific. Who said that? I don't know, because it was so specific. I was like, what are you talking about? But I like it. They were com- they were solid in their convictions. I'm gonna do a side yes. by side of those two. I want to see. I want to see yeah. what's up. Okay. Speaking of Conrad, Yora Lamb says this man right there likes Incubus. <laughs> That's amazing. That's because that was their first concert, right? Isn't that what? Didn't somebody say that? Didn't? No, I don't di- think so. Yeah, I think. Did their, it? Yeah, their first date was an Incubus concert. I think that the Dateline oh. producers said that. But it's, but Ad- you see it too. You're like, yeah, he does. Yes, yes, yes he does. You totally, and he probably totally likes 311. Did. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. probably a few bands that he likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Sudersky again says, "There it is. Thank you, Mr. Defense Attorney." Hashtag mustaches of Dateline. Yes. We finally got one. It took a long time, and we didn't to even get, get some to meet facial him. hair. Yeah. That was frustrating. What? What is that? It's very frustrating. Well, because he got him a guilty verdict, so we weren't supposed to. Right. He didn't want to be interviewed. Because Adam Swiderski had also said, none of these people have an unexplicable haircut or a mustache, and now I don't know how to feel. And that's, they really need to put, even if it's not a person who's related to the crime at all, just bring in someone with crazy hair just and they'll be like, I didn't even know that person that was murdered. And it'd be like, don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna have you talk about <laughs> some things, like just talk about the town or like imagine what would have happened if you guys were friends. Or like, like, where would you go? Maybe like there's a clerk at a store that they shopped in in town. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, they I always have bought s- Cheerios. I may have seen them here buying Diet Pepsi. Yeah, or yeah. Dr Pepper. Yeah, and then last was. The end table said that lawyer is the fanciest man in all of Utah. And I said he was like date New York City level <laughs> dapper. I can't believe they allowed him to stay in Utah. And the end table said, I thought that they gently tell you to leave if you aren't wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's really and, good. <laughs> and then I said, right, you know, he smuggled in those fancy glasses from an out of state shop. Because he's not, what, he was not finding those glasses. No, he bought those online. Those are Oliver Peoples. Yeah. He went online and searched Oliver Peoples' newest frames, Mm. give them to me, Mm. or Prada. Yeah, no, Mm. those were, those were, Mm -hmm. and they also, I have to say, it wasn't just frames for being funky. They actually looked really good on him. 
Yes, they were. They, they were he great. Has style. They were great frames. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What would you give this re- episode out of uh, five cell phone pings? You know, I gave it a two point four. I was not. I. Ugh. It was okay. I just. I didn't. I don't. I'm tired of the husband wife shooting. I would like something different. Maybe somebody missing. Not to say that I would hope someone would go missing, but I would hope someone would go missing, have- and I would hope that person would be Conrad or Wallace <laughs> with the measurements. I would be fine if either of them went missing. Who says measurements? Where's he from? Do you think maybe he's from Canada? I don't know. Where was that professor from? I don't know. Wisconsin? Who's got like a funny dialect that's like a little bit different than... It could be Minnesota or Wisconsin. But no, I have my, I'm going to call my cousins in Minnesota, ask how they say measurements. Have you watched that Mommy Dead and Dearest documentary on HBO yet? No, I it, have to. It's amazing. Wait, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. It was... But did you hear the dad's Bayou accent? I was obsessed. Yes. I was like, what is this deep Louisiana? Because it's smooth. It's it's that weird French Southern. It's cr- I, I looked it up immediately. I, was, uh, I first heard that accent on Criminal Minds because oh, one really? of the girls marries this guy. Oh. They go do a case in the Bayou, Louisiana, and the cop she falls for has this accent that I couldn't place. And it's just that you got to just watch that one episode where they meet each other and then they have a connection and then they end up getting married and have kids. So he's in it occasionally, but not that much. So that's where I first heard that accent. And I was like, that's that accent. It's so, Oh, that mother, what is it called? Dearest? What? Mommy dead. dead, Mommy dead and dearest. Yeah. Yeah. That was truly, upsetting wow i highly recommend it if you highly recommend get somebody's hbo go password and do it yes yes i guess that's all we have right i think that's all all i got i think that's all we have except we do have a new facebook page so everybody check us out at a date with dateline our facebook page come over like us post stuff we want to see what you think or any memes anything you've got dateline related we'd love to see it also, please follow us on Twitter and please subscribe and leave us reviews on iTunes. We need ratings and we need like you to click a star and then also type something. Just a little bit. I think you have to type something for it to count. You do have to type something, yes. But, in but order can they for just type sh- H-H-H-H-P-P-K-L-M and then press enter? Or do they actually have to type something? Go ahead and try both. Okay. Let's see what happens. Just write write us a haiku and put it in there with a five-star rating. And then follow us on Twitter, please. If you, and on Instagram, where we have some funny memes coming out and stuff like that. If you don't follow us and review us, you will be Conrad's next wife. So good luck with that. <laughs> you talking uh, and, to me? You, oh, my God. Uh, don't, don't watch alone. Watch with these two punny bitches. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody.